everyone, and you're very welcome to this week's Castlereagh Kings Basketball Club podcast with myself, Aidan Rafferty. And as always, we have uh, Castlereagh Kings coach, um, Thomas, Cl- Thomas Callan. Hello, Thomas. How are you? Are you well? I'm good, Aidan. Thanks for having me back. No problem. Great to have you. Great to have you back. And uh, yeah, plenty of excitement and plenty of uh, news since we saw you last there. Uh, you lo- um, the men's... The men's team lost out, lost to Mohill or lost to Mohill and uh, Athlone. Well, not in that order. Sorry, they lost to um, Athlone and Mohill, and the ladies lost to Sligo. But uh, he made the top four. Both teams made the top four for for the semi final. So, um, despite the, the, those losses, it's it's great that he made it into the top four. Uh, yeah, I suppose. With the men's team, there was five teams. Well, Johnny Gallard won the league, so there was four teams really close to each other. Um, and, you know, we just did it by the skin of our teeth. Um, uh, it came down to a points difference, you know. Yeah. Because um, oh, ourselves, Mohill bet us by a point there yesterday on Sunday. Yeah. Down in the hall. And uh, so that we had the same record, you know, um, wins and losses, but... The difference was they forfeited a game to another team earlier in the year. So the way the league works is you get three points for a win. You get one point for showing up. You get one point for a loss. Um, but then you get zero points if you forfeit a game. So so you could say we lost by default uh, or we got through by default, should I say. Um, but at the same time, we knew going in to yesterday that it was a nothing game because we were going through anyway. Um but that being said, we were still disappointed with the way um, it went down. You know, we were up by, we had 45 points in the first half. We were looking at a big scoreline, which we don't normally get. But we died at our feet in the second half. And uh, fair play to the Mohill lads. Even though it was a, a dead rubber, an open game, they stuck at it. And, um, you know, they have three um, Guinnesses and, you know, Tyg Mulligan, um, He's a young fella. He's nearly the third. You wouldn't worry about him. You'd look after the other two. But Tig really stuck to us then in the third and fourth quarter. He kept getting to the mid-range and knocking down tough shot after tough shot. So, And eventually then in the last the last shot they got up with less than a minute to go, they went up by a point. We missed four late free throws. Um, we just stopped doing what was working for us because the, um, the legs were gone a bit and we thought we were home and hose. So... So it was an exciting game. It was good to get back in front of the home crowd because Carrick had conceded the previous game to us that was pro- that was going to be at home as well. So, you know, upset with the loss. And, you know, I was uh, upset enough with the lads after because it was nearly the first time we stopped doing what we're good at, you know. We stopped yeah. doing the simple things, you know. But we said it's, it, might be, it might be great timing and it might be the best thing that could have happened to us going into the semi-final now at the end of the month. So, um, but so again, sometimes, um, sometimes a, a defeat like that, it can, I suppose, I don't mean, to, I don't mean this, to sound this, this to sound disrespectful, but sometimes, you know, in a situation like that, a loss like that can be maybe um, a kick in the bum or something that a team needs to kind of make, maybe learn from it and kind of really, I suppose, examine I suppose each other, the the players need to examine each other both individually and collectively to see where they went they went wrong and uh, try and fix it. And I suppose that that's done in in, tra- in training, you know. So I suppose it's concentrating on those things to realize, you know, how 
you know, when you're when you're up against these quality sides as well. Uh yeah, so a result like that, like you said, like what we're going to do now in the next three weeks, um, is going to, you know, ultimately uh, determine how we get on in that semi-final against Donegal. Um, and if we had won, if we cracked on yesterday and won by 25 or 30, you know, maybe we would have been, we wouldn't have the bit between the teeth or we have to prove, I think now we feel like we have to prove something to ourselves um, yeah. in that semi-final, you know, and over the next few weeks, you know, boys want to, uh, you know, finish the season on a high, you know, because in that first half yesterday, we were brilliant, but we just stopped doing what, um, was working and I think boys now myself included just want to get another game get back in the gym and get a good crack at uh, this last outing we have um, on the 29th That's it and uh, hopefully you can because I suppose really the the, the bonus for you, you know it's, it's knockout territory now and you know if, if, if you lose this game you're out that's it the, your season is over but I mean, if you win the semi-final, then you're into the final, and that's real bonus territory. And um, you know that that that'll be something that'll be something great for the team as a whole and and yourself as a as a coach as well. Uh, yeah, and we talked about how we've done it before. I think it was 2018, the season before we won the double. Um, in 2018, I'm fairly sure it was the top four was hosted in Boyle, and yeah. um, we went into that we. Um, we kind of spluttered all through the season one, couldn't just get on a streak and we, you know, clawed our way into fourth place. Um, and the two, the three teams ahead of us, you know, we lost all six games to them during the league. Um, so we were the fourth team and Longford had won the league that year, the, the Torpedoes at the time. Um, and sure enough, we bet them in the, uh, we bet them in the semi-final. And then AIT were in the league that year and we lost to them twice during the league season. And we managed to beat them in the final. So we've done it before, you know, so very yes. relatively recently where you go in as the fourth seed and teams maybe overlook you. And, um, you know, especially like Johnny Gawler in a situation now where they've uh, ended up winning the league kind of comfortably considering where we were the last few months. They pulled away at the end. Um, they might be overlooking us a bit. Um, so now we kind of like that, Joe. We haven't been the underdog really. We haven't felt we've been the underdogs since a few years ago. So now we're going in, like I said, bit between the teeth and just a lot to prove with our performance. And hopefully we can catch Donegal on the hop. And uh, would you say that you just mentioned that experience, that the experience that you've had from uh, 2018, nearly an identical situation happened back then. Would you say that the experience from uh, that 2018 season well, Sturgey in good stead this season um, when it came to, I suppose, you know, the mental strength required. And when, like when, when you're really, when you were really under pressure, you, had, you were able to do enough to, to kind of get into the situation where you did, even though it was through the skin of your teeth uh, the, that you, you made it into the top four semi-final. Yeah, um, I suppose the mentality is, you know, uh, especially with the big gap now between the end of the league and the top four. Um, you know, we're kind of having those conversations about, you know, we had good spells against Donegal in the games we played against them. They hammered us down in Castlery. Um, but then when we went up to Donegal, we had some success against them. Um, against other teams as well, like Athlone beat us twice. Um, but 
like we've had those conversations and it's not deluded, you know, they're beatable. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about the specifics of how we can change defences or what to look for an offence against them. So it's just about how we execute that kind of those conversations and how we just get better at those specifics over the next few weeks in training. Um, and so just knowing, like you said, in 2018, that sort of situation being the fourth seed, you know, the lowest seed, um, just we have a bit of resolve that we know it can be done because we've done it before, a lot of us. So, um, and, how to, and how to go about it as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's nearly uh, it's nearly more, uh, you know, enticing, you know, going as, a, as it's the fourth seed, as yeah. the uh, underdog, you know, because you have your chance to really make a good story out of it. And, uh, um, the pressure isn't on you either. Like, you know, the pressure is more on the other three teams than, than yourselves. And that that's kind of a, a, a good a good situation to go in. And obviously, everyone wants to be tipped as favourites. But um, sometimes it's not a good thing because all the pressure is on you if you're a favourite. Whereas if you're, if you're like the underdog, I suppose it gives you that you know that ability to be just able to go out there and express yourself and express yourselves and and um just give it your best shot yeah definitely um just to give us a chance now to show us a bit of you know show teams what we're about and have a bit of character going in uh, it looks like we're going to have Sean McDermott back after his he was missed the last geez, he must have missed the last five or six games of the season with injury so it looks like we're going to have Sean back and you know, he epitomises that fight and that desire and that like, who cares what anyone else is saying? We know we have the beating of these teams, so let's go and do it, you know. So he lift us and I suppose the last two games against Mohill and, and Athlone, uh, we were missing. Against Athlone, myself and Joseph didn't play, uh, Joseph Henry. So um, there's your two top scorers and you're probably your best guard defender missing because Sean was out as well. Um, and then on Mo- against Mohill, we were missing a few. Rowan and Cahill was away. Um, Frank Hester was had to work. Um, so we're and Sean obviously. So um, hopefully we can go in full strength. You know, with a full bench of full of subs, ready to come in, ready to bring energy, um, and ready to just show character and just remind the league what we're about. That's it, and that's what it's all about. And moving on to the ladies' team now, um, they they had a, a defeat to Sligo, but uh, they also made it into the top four semi final, which is great for their first year. Uh, yeah, it's a great achievement, and you know, I suppose I'll, I'll repeat it again. At the start of the year, we just said establishing ourselves as a, like a reliable team in the league, you know, as a team that's going to show up for every fixture and um, not be forfeiting fixtures and things um that was kind of the main goal in our first year just to you know establish ourselves as a mainstay in the league and we've done that and you know, it's paid dividends um uh, as we get into the top four um we played Sligo Sligo are the league champions they went 10 wins zero losses they're head and shoulders above uh, the league all year I know um Boyle pushed them close in a game before Christmas and I think Mohill gave them some trouble in their games, but um, Sligo have just been dominant all year, really. Um, they uh, we played all right. We were like they bet us before Christmas down in Sligo, sixty-one sixteen. Now, not a great scoreline, and the scoreline um, uh, on Friday was I think sixty-four thirty-seven. So still a big loss, but at least more trouble, and it was a lot more respectable performance. 
I think our performance uh, kind of showed us how we how far we've come. I know um, in the first game against them, we had no offense below the free throw line. We were just passing it around the top three guards and then throwing up a shot um, or we were trying to force the fast break and it didn't work down there. Um, and then on defense, we played a 1-3-1 defense in that first game where um, they just dominated. It nearly played into their hands. You know, they just got into the space that a 1-3-1 uh, leaves on the baseline. So, and then we changed it uh, throughout the year since that. We've, we, we're playing a 3-2 defense now. Um, and we, uh, we've worked on our offense and ball movement and trying to get better shots at the basket. And uh, it paid off. You know, we gave them trouble. We got score. We got a lot of open looks from three. Uh, I think a big, the biggest thing I think we got was from this game, we had Abby Flanagan and Ellie Mulrennan at the same time. You know, usually one, uh, one of them or both of them is working. Or if we have a game the Saturday, um, Abby is working. If we have a game the Friday, Ellie is working. But um, Ellie managed to get it off and they played inside and they were a bit rusty because they haven't really played together the school season. But um, they had a few nice combinations, high-low passing, pass and cut, and they got open shots in there. Um, so I think and for to be able to do that and have that success against a team like Fligo really shows the potential. And I think some of our older players as well, some of the more senior players like Kerry and Sandra, that you know we have good shooters, but we also have a nice little young inside combination there. Um, so we can be a really balanced team uh, even without you know um, Lisa unfortunately wasn't available for this one again so uh, but like I think Abby and Ellie kind of show us when they're together they make each other better and even without Lisa or even if we're missing Lisa and Aoife we still have a bit of inside presence if we just trust the girls development and hopefully they um, fulfill that potential going forward um, but ultimately um, Sligo have uh, a great kind of two-person game of Louise Hart inside. Very experienced, very solid post player. Just makes the right decisions all the time. Might not score an outrageous amount of points, but just they can just play through her and get once they establish low position, she can kick it out and they can get shots wherever they want. And then of course their point guard Siobhan Kenny, she scored thirty points on the night, five three pointers, and she was crossing girls over for fun. She was getting to the basket and off to teammates um, it was a bit of a highlight reel for her so um, she's probably the best player in the league Siobhan she used to play um, in the US I think for Manhattan College um, I, it might be Division 2 or Division 3 basketball she used to play she used to play for Ireland and she still has all the skills she shoots the lights out she dribbles with the head up finds passes that nobody else can see so she really um, uh, showed off all her skills there against us on Friday and it showed when she was on the court, they pulled away all the time. But then in her minutes off the court, that's when we started getting success, you know, because at the same time, her offense is brilliant, but her anticipation on defense and her, um, you know, she capitalized on all the, like, she knows all the mistakes young players are likely to make. And she capitalized, she's right there at the spot to make the steal all the time, you know. So um, it was brilliant. For, and it's great for our girls to be able to you know, see a performance like that from a player like that. Um, where all these skills kind of come to fruition and um, how expansive it can make your game. So yeah, we lost by 27, but like I said, all the time with this girls team, we knew games like that were going to come this year. Um, just that's the nature of 
where we're at as a team and how the league is. Um, but again, always learning um, and always um, recognising like the skills we're working on and seeing them, I suppose, displayed at a high level um, against us and not sharing the court with players like that is brilliant for our girls. And it's been a very good league season in terms of that. That's it. And of course, you see, the thing is, you know, with the league section is one thing, you know, that's the bread and butter. But, you know, a sem- the top four, like the semi-final and final, like depending on how you get on in the semi-final, of course, it's, it's a different type of game. Do you know, there's a different intensity if, or some, there's just something different about a semi-final. And I think that's uh, like win, lose or draw. You know the girls will learn will learn an awful lot from playing from being in All Ireland semi final or in in the semi final compared to uh, you know just the league alone and for um, for the for for the first season to get to the top four semi final that's a that's a, a great achievement and something you know that that gives confidence to the girls going ahead of next season but also you can still look back on the season and say you know did well we got to the semi-final but also I suppose during, during pre-season then that gives you a chance to, to work on the things to uh, to improve for next season then as well uh, yeah definitely and I suppose even in the lead up we're playing Sligo again in the semi-final so it's obviously going to be um, very difficult and you know realistically uh, we'll, we're not looking at a win there but you know like you said it's a different animal you know Sligo might feel pressure to perform they'll want to up the intensity and expect themselves to be in the final on the Sunday. So, But that might be detrimental to them, and we might catch them on the hop. Uh, now, that's wishful thinking, but you never know with these knockout games. Yeah. Um, I suppose we have three weeks now, like I said, with the men's. Same with the ladies. Um, the work we do over these three weeks um, is going to determine how we get on. I think it's great that our last league game was against Sligo, and now the semi-final. So... We've seen, we know our weaknesses that they exploited. We're going to have to work on individual defense, um, you know, because if we're going to put a bit more pressure on Siobhan Kilkenny, girls will need to know how not to get caught on a crossover, how close you need to get to her, but also how far away you need to get um, that she doesn't go by yet. Um, she's a great shooter, so you have to get out there, but at the same time, she'll, she'll uh, take your ankles on a crossover and get to the basket. So yeah. we'll work a lot on that. Um, and you know you never know hopefully if we can put make her a bit more uncomfortable and put a bit of pressure on her um, defensively we might be able to uh, limit her scoring output at least um, and that might give us a chance to win uh, but like I said um, every like all season we've been learning we know areas we need to work on we're going to be more familiar with teams going into next season and the type of game each team plays so we'll be able to prepare for each game and prepare our skills and develop our um, basketball approach to those uh, fixtures next year. That's it. And finally, as, as we do at the end of each game, at the end, end of each podcast, we, uh, you like to thank the sponsors because they're, they're a vital part of the club. Uh, yeah, again, a big thank you to Hermac for being our jersey sponsors for the women's this year. Um, girls love the jerseys. Um, uh, then Benny's Deli up on Main Street, uh, Whispy's Discount Store on Patrick Street, um, Webb's Butchers on Patrick Street as well, Lions Maze covered this weekend's game against Sligo, um, uh, Cattle Super Value gave us a bit of support as well, um, Trojan IT, our captain for our men's team, Danny Darcy works for them, they threw us a few pounds as well, so we appreciate them as well, 
um, looking after us with that. Um, and McGorty's bar um, looked after us as well after the loss yesterday when we were uh, we needed something to uh, deal with the sorrows. So uh, thanks to McGorty's as well for covering the game yesterday against Mohill. No problem. Well, that that's great. It's always nice to thank the sponsors who are a vital part of the of the club and help you through the season as well. So, listen. Thanks very much for taking the time to do the podcast. And uh, of course, as you said, you have three three weeks now to to prepare for for the semi final. And I'm sure it's uh, every every minute of that is needed too. Um, but uh, so thanks very much for that. And uh, we'll uh, we'll have a closer look at the semi final maybe ahead of that game the week of it so we'll talk to you then thanks million thanks million Aiden. yeah we'll talk to you then looking forward to it no problem thanks very much and that was Thomas, Thomas Callan from uh, from Castlery Kings Basketball Club